Episode 39. I want to thank the uh, special audience for joining us this, this Ooh, afternoon. Special audience. One time for the special audience. Thank you, guys. Thank you. They're so nice. We could finally have a you know in-person studio audience. 39. Everything just goes over Jeff's head. He just hates my jokes. My I, dad jokes. Oh, I love you, dad. He hates my dad jokes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I know you guys have my back. I appreciate you. See, never turn on the studio audience. Give them shout-outs. They eat the, out of the palm of your hand the rest of the show. You haven't even said hello to them. Hi, everybody. Oh, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so we started this podcast, and we had a technical difficulty. We had to rewind it. But I remember where we were now. You we mean were start over? Start over, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, were, we were at uh, how we haven't seen each other in a while. And I said, yeah, I know, because I've been trying to dip my feet in getting back in the water and traveling as a DJ. And I mentioned to you, hey, Jeff, I had a great weekend. I was in New York. And you said, hey, Jason, how was your weekend in New York? And I said, <laughs> it was wonderful. I do a nice little party that our friend and former guest on the show, uh, James Wang, produces and helps promote. It's every Thursday at the Soho Grand. And you know it's bougie if it's the Soho Grand on What's it. the Soho Grand like? Soho Grand is like awesomeness. Like you walk in. Is it this, big or no? No, it's a little lounge. But oh. you walk in and it's, well, it's actually, I saw the other room. I've been there before and I didn't go into the bar area. Yeah, yeah. So you walk in and it's like a little lounge and they have all these beautiful Victorian like tables and shit. Disco ball. It's all dark black in there. It's sexy. And then you go into the bar area and it almost looks like a grand ballroom. Oh, really? But it's not that big. It's about the size of our, say, our studio audience. <laughs> it's pretty small. Yeah. That's <laughs> Wait, so do they open both rooms for the... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they need a bar. You can't just table service. So, But the thing is, the reason why this party is so fun is because James has a restriction of music. You can't really play anything post-2010, like, dude. Really? So I it's like fun. That. So, like, it's a lot of classics, and you get to play a lot of... Uh, I, I like to play that room and play a lot of, like... Uh, uh, like, I call it, like, L.A., like, alternative like dance stuff like like ta- like tom and paula tame and paula sorry tame and paula and shit like oh, that yeah, and like yeah, phoenix yeah. and all those dope records from like hot chip and uh yeah, yeah i would say it was alternative uh dance in a way or like i like to play a lot of uh santi gold who stuff changed like their name at one time it was santa gold right yeah i forget what the reason was I think we had a discussion, you and I, in my car about that. I think, I think so. she got sued. There was another artist with the same name or something. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, my friend Trouble Andrew. 
That's her husband. and His name is Trouble Andrew? Trouble Andrew, yes. He was a very famous snowboarder uh-huh. that is now known as the Gucci Ghost. The Gucci Ghost. You're welcome, guys. Thanks. The studio audience is really Kill them. I, got so I told you, you address them, you get them palms in your hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we used to be on tour with uh, Trouble Andrew when I was on tour with Swayze. He used to open up for us all the time. Actually, Trouble and I actually had the same booking agency, which was shout out to Johnny Maroney and Ricky Greenstein at Mood Swing. Ricky. I just saw Ricky the other day. I know I did too. He's such a wonderful man. Shout out to Ricky. He's been my manager, former manager, for about uh, 16, 17 years. Wow. Pushed me okay. through this lovely uh, entertainment business for a long time, and I appreciate him. So like, we, I appreciate the studio audience today. <laughs> so, so we got a couple of questions. I love questions. Let's go. We haven't had questions in a while. Oh, one other thing. I got so much feedback by our, um, our guest last time. Um, sorry, I'm having a brain freeze. But so many people loved our interview. Oh yeah, I got a lot. Last of, guest, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, I got a Adelman. Um, yes, um, yes. I got a lot of feedback on this um, from people that worked with him, um, people that worked side by side with him. Um, well, he was a big staple in the industry, not only in New York City and LA, yeah. but. His, Here in Boston. His book is out June 7th. He's back in Boston doing Avalanche 25 June 17th, which is also 617, which is also the area code of Boston. I don't know if he planned it out like that or not. Ooh. I think the studio audience like that one. Yeah, I'll put that together. Um, <laughs> studio, <laughs> yeah. Studio audience is done clapping after this one. Um, but, yes, uh, that was – I think that did get a, a lot of people um, – we're interested in that. Interview, yeah, man. Which is, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. So we have some questions this week. As as you know, we love hearing from our awesome, uh, you know, followers and, and try to get you guys in, uh, involved as much as we possibly can. So we appreciate all the questions coming in. The, you know, thanks, guys. So this one is question for DJs. Do you like DJing? Brand new nightclubs, brand new lounges, or would you rather DJ like more established places, like places that you know the sound, you know the equipment, you know the room, or do you like a brand new banging sound system, millions of dollars spent into this new brand new place, the latest, you know, CO2, the latest lights. Well, there's always going to be excitement in that. It's like how many times can you go to Six Flags before you know which way you're going to walk to get to the rides? But do those rides still excite you? Yeah, always excite me. But it, that feeling of going into that venue for the first time is something fresh, you know. Okay. But at the same time, there's also going to be some anxiety involved in that as opposed to if you go into the same venue, you know exactly a, B, C, D, bathroom's over here. Right. The bartender I like that takes care of me is over there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those aspects are make you comfortable because you could fit in the room a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Memoir is one of our newer clubs, and I, I, I sometimes have a trouble feeling comfortable in that, in that room. Because it's so new? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because I... Yeah, because I've been through, you know, I've worked at 
before here, like these are pretty new to me. It's, you know, just working here in the past year. There's five or six that, you know, I constantly work at, and it's, you know, still, still getting the nuances of every room and everything like that. But and clientele, too. True. So I'm sure you have clients over here that didn't go to your venues or parties that you were doing right. at your other establishments. Exactly. Yeah. And then there was a place that I worked at for 17 years before, and I worked there every single Saturday night for <laughs> oh, 17 yeah, you come years. Here. It's I, not even a – it's like your house. It's, it's your I knew, home. I knew yeah. it every corner of that place. I knew every inch of that place. Yeah, yeah. But I also felt so comfortable in it that it was that it was felt welcoming all the time. So I was like I didn't have to, you know, worry about anything because I knew it, but I also like the excitement of a brand new Well, let's yeah, that's what I was going to say. We could flip this question towards you a little bit and what what the way I'd phrase it for you is not play, but which would which would you enjoy more the excitement of opening a brand new venue or you know I, I it's hard to say because there's coming from a promoter aspect there's nothing more great than opening a new establishment you know what i mean the excitement that's coming with it your new clientele you're showing off this venue as a dj i'm going there i'm just playing my music so i'm not showing anything off because it's actually yeah. not my club yeah i mean it's the easiest answer it's more I mean. personal to you than it would be to me i'm just the entertainer you're for my it, job it's the easiest it, thing to to sell a brand new nightclub to sell talent is the easiest thing in the world to to get people coming back for 17 years in a row oh yeah 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 it's tough. It's tough, but especially when you don't, if, especially when a lot of things don't change. But also, people there's a pure pocket of people that know what that night's going to be, what the music's going to be, what to expect of that night. So they come back. So we have a lot of returning customers. But in terms of just making a name for yourself, but doesn't that get boring? You have to make new. Of course, you have to continuously. I mean, we we said this with with Edelman on the show last week, and it was a very valid point. We need. Different. If we're gonna have clientele come in and week in and week out for seventeen years, you're gonna have to provide different experiences for them. Yeah. Well, and the experience was that their kids were now coming. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like that line in Dazed and Confused. The best thing about being what was that in high school is that uh, I stay, I get older, and all the kids stay the, the same, same age. age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that the, I think having a new room and new talent is for me. It's exciting and it makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, it, selling talent. I mean, selling talent is like it's probably one of the easiest things to do. Yeah, I get that, and I mean, that's not, why it's more personal for you to open a new place than it would for me to go perform at a new place because you're showing off this venue and you you're excited about it because you yeah. want to show your clients you're excited right. about it, so they get excited about it and want to continue to come back to this new experience. Me, I'm just going in there and playing like you know my set. Right. Right. Yeah. Which I never know what it is from week to week because I do not. Con I have puzzle pieces that I know work together. Sure. So every week I'll play a same couple of songs together, but I never know what I'm playing from night in, night out. And that's the excitement for me. I don't want to paint with the same six colors that are, I'm given in my paint by color fucking crayon book or whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? I saw you with your crayon book earlier. I like crayons. <laughs> All right, second half of that question. Yeah. It's a great question, by the way. Great question. Uh, this has to do with Hurley can chime in on this one. A great uh, master behind the boards, uh, DJ Hurley, a.k.a. Peter Hurley, a.k.a. birthday boy last week. <laughs> one uh, time, birthday boy. Yeah. 
All right, since we're talking about clubs, and now I'm seeing all these DJs having riders, which is absurd. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we've always had a rider. I've always had a rider. All right, Mr. Bougie. I'm not bougie. I just come from that. Like, do you understand? Do you know yeah, what but, it's? Okay, so do you I, know what it's like for to be an actor on an acting set? They don't have to do shit. They don't have to fucking get a ride there. They don't have to feed themselves. They do nothing. Anything that is work related is paid for. And that's the way it should be. We're an entertainer just like an actor or actresses. I shouldn't have to pay for parking to go to work. I shouldn't have to pay to get to work. All that should be dumped out as an expense. That's I mean, that's not being bougie. It's it's a business, dude. So you think you haven't... So. I haven't gotten a raise in 17 years. I'm still getting paid the same rate I got paid 17 years ago. How many places you worked for 17 years still get the same you know, paycheck 17 years into a company? So I need those perks. No? Well, like, so what do you have when you write it? Like, we know that some people in this... Some shit's ridiculous. Yeah, of course. Capri Sun. Ridiculous. Shout out to Jesse Jess. <laughs> uh, Hurley, what was it? Hur- Hurley had one that was ridiculous. I got Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I was just testing out the waters. Yeah, he's testing out. He didn't go that. like hot. Yeah, he's like, I need uh, Skittles, no yellow ones. <laughs> no, but I think I think Hurley in the beginning was like, oh, wait, we get a free room down at Foxwoods if I DJ there? Yeah, I, I, I don't know anything. About I think you need to understand this. There's something that's being misunderstood here in all seriousness. The reason why Van Halen had on their rider, if you, I want M&Ms, but no yellow ones. Do so, you know what that is for? Yeah, so people pay attention to it. Not only that, but if I'm not comfortable playing your venue, I could pull out of that venue and say, nope, you broke the rider because you didn't have my socks on there. Or you didn't, they put things on there so they could get out of performing if they're not feeling comfortable in that moment without getting sued. That's the point. Yeah, I that. understand that part, yeah. but but par- but parking riders, everything like that. I I mean parking uh, and rides and things like that. I I understand, but I think it. I understand what, what you're saying is I come from a different era where I've seen I, I'm playing places that like have green rooms and stuff. Yeah, like so one of the I'm D- looking at it like one of the different. DJs was that I had last week doesn't doesn't drink whatsoever, but he still has. Oh, we've had that. We have had big tons artists bo- come in there. Tons like of booze, yeah. beers. Uh, I mean, I think coconut waters and things like that. So, what's what's your on your staple green room rider that you you want? Well, I'm, I what do you wish to have? I don't give a fuck. To be honest with you, it's about anything. I just want to. The equipment is the number one thing on my rider. Okay. The second thing is I. The rider is there to make you feel comfortable. Right. So when you're a traveling DJ. The reason why when you're a local DJ and you're playing the same venue every weekend, you shouldn't get your riders because the rider is there to make you feel comfortable in an uncomfortable setting. Right, right. You're in a setting where you're not comfortable. You've never been in this club before, but if you have A, B, C, and D, it kind of settles you in a little bit. So having a rider when you're on the road is very important because it could, it, it's, it's a comforting situation. So it would make you settle in. <laughs> My rider is easy. I just need my, uh, a, the first a, a thing again. Is, a bag of Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mine is uh easy. Oh, I got something funny to say about the rider. Go thing. ahead. But it wasn't my personal rider. It was a 
you know, I've been with artists for years, so I've seen some of their writers and shit. My writer is basically equipment is number one. It, right. it has to be that way. Yeah. I need a fan in the booth because I, I get hot. I run hot. Yeah. I need my booze. I just need one bottle of tequila and, and some shot glasses. I'm very simple. Water is definitely something that I need. I need a little bit of space to feel comfortable. So sometimes having a security guard next to me in the DJ booth is okay. one of the big things towels and a per diem to feed my to feed me and for my gas my my travel to get there and so i'll have a per diem in those pretty much five things early since nothing crazy for being me. a newer dj what are some things that you've besides your sour patch kids and <laughs> the waters with your your hotel room no, which I there's nothing wrong with either no, no. i haven't yeah i haven't i've made sure not to step on any toes Ooh. so i basically just do when I that was the Sour Patch Kids was when I was at Big Night Live. That okay. was different, like it was green room kind of vibes. Yeah, and yeah. I got a bottle of tequila. Nice. It's a pineapple juice. There you go. And then I think just if I'm out at a club, I'm just getting like a glass or two of tequila soda and then maybe like a Red Bull. Nice. And a water. Short rider. But equipment rider. I I just am fine with whatever equipment they I mean, I've only been a big night DJ. Which has all the same equipment, so yeah, that's true. It's all fine with me. That's true. There's no promoter riders, by the way. <laughs> There's, I have a different rider for when I perform outside than I do inside too. Well, you can see on that. Like inside, I'd rather have my 1200 techniques. You can't really have them outside when the blowing wind. But now you can actually. Now that that, now that they have phase, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun topic. I like that. I, I don't have anything questions. weird, but that's... Wait, that's, you said you're about to tell us something weird, though. Oh, we used to have on our rider. The reason why we used to have a rider for a band also is because you take those things with you to the next couple of days. Like, you live off a bus, so you need those supplies. Like, a, like socks case, is a big one. Case of water, stuff like you that. You get socks. They think it's funny to have socks on. It's not. You throw away your socks on tour. There's no laundry. Right, right. So you get socks at every venue, and then you just throw them away. Or underwear, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Our our cool thing was the uh, one ounce of your local greens. Just one ounce of weed? Yeah, but it would be local greens because at that po time of day, it wasn't right. so accepted. But we'd have an ounce, and it would yeah, be I've in seen, the contract like I've that, seen actually. recently uh, on uh, a lot of riders now since weed's legal a lot. Oh, cigarettes too. We used to have cigarettes on a rider. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But those are things that we supply. You know, when you're on tour, it's different because, like, again, you have to take those bottles or those, you know, they have to go on the bus with you. You know, a lot sure. of times it's a lot of water because we need water for the bus. You know what I mean? It's not, you know. One of the cool things is I remember being on a warp tour and they would supply us with water. But if you saw us as an artist out on the lot walking around drinking water, you saw us actually drinking a monster. Monster used to fill their monster cans with water. So when you're walking around the festival, people think, oh, look, so-and-so's drinking a monster. I want a monster, too. Little really? do they know it's water in there. Great advertisement. <laughs> smart, right? Wow. I yeah. never knew that. Little, you know, little, little See, backstage that, news for that you. That guy just chugged five monsters in a row. <laughs> he's gonna go crazy on yeah. stage. Yeah, no, he's just thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> thirsty. Just thirsty. 
right. A little Yelp action. Let's go. I, I mean, I can never get enough of that intro. It's so good and so fitting for this segment of our show that this wonderful man, Jeff London, has put together. You put the us. intro together. I put so. the intro. I meet him halfway. And uh, we have some Yelp reviews, some funny Yelp reviews that Jeff finds in the deep, dark barrels of the underground of the internet. Of Yelp. All of right, Yelp. S- Sydney B's up first. Sydney. Uh, Sydney sounds wasted. Ooh, so we have to read this. We have to put a disclaimer in front of this saying that Jeff is reading this verbatim. So don't think that yeah. he is illiterate because he is not. He's <laughs> a very handsome, smart man. The bartender <laughs> slapped our drinks off the bar after we walked Sid for them and was super <laughs> rude. I wouldn't recommend this club. The bartender grabbed my shot and threw it on the bar. Exclamation point nine. Sydney. You Wait, what is drink. there something with the exclamation point nine that yeah, we don't just, know? No, uh, is nine close to exclamation point on the keyboard? No, no, Could yeah, been to. further. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it like this, like a smiley face that has this tongue sticking out or something that we don't know? Uh, no, I think or it's, an angry, an angry emoji. It's just a nine. Is nine closer to the return, the return button? Or no, it's next button. to zero. Uh, I mean, on the computer keyboard, it's not close to anything that I think she would use. Yeah. I like how the bartender, after we walked Sid. Who's Sid? Uh, we don't know. And it's a capital S-I-E-I-D, so it must be an actual person? Yeah. Sid for them. We yeah, I don't know. Sid for yeah. them and was super rude. I mean, her name is Sydney, but it's spelled differently. Totally. That's weird. Well, alcohol's one hell of a drug. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Oh, we got two. No, more. we have two more. Whoa, whoa, we easy, buddy. I got one from Evelyn M. Okay, Evelyn M. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to wa- read these with Jeff because they're so funny. This place would get no stars. My niece fell coming down a platform and broke her wrists in two places. Mm. She was never asked if she was okay or needed anything, but kicked out. <laughs> her injury requires surgery. I'm aware her injury is not of the club, but her neg- but their negligence absolutely is i spoke to a manager and he justified it with there there must have been a misunderstanding so I, she, it must, broke, she broke both her wrists she's double casted no no broke her wrist no she broke her wrist in two places okay so i get to be one wrist in two places yeah, yeah so she definitely does not have a jump shot any longer <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait. the playoffs, baby. I thought I'd make a uh, you know a basketball joke, but they but they kicked her out as well. <laughs> yeah, they probably thought she was drunk because she was in so much pain. That's what I'm thinking. That went went to, went with this. Wait, falling down a platform. What was she doing on the platform? I don't know, but I'm, I almost own, I almost owned a, a nightclub the other day because I stepped out of the DJ booth sober because I don't drink anymore. <laughs> No, I was sober. Since Seriously. when do you don't drink? I have like one or two drinks. That's it. Early, have you seen me drunk lately? No. See? Jeff, I haven't seen you, so I'm sorry. I hate to disappoint you that I'm not walking around drunk Jason all the place. So anyway, so I step off this DJ booth. I might have been stoned, but no, I was uh no all seriousness, I was sober. I hit I step off the DJ booth. My left foot hits the dance floor and decides to go. 
I catch myself. My friend says to me, oh, my God, you were about to bash your head on the DJ booth corner. Like, good thing you caught yourself. And I go, yeah, tell my lower back that. <laughs> I go to the bathroom. I hump backwards because when you get older, you know what I'm saying? When you catch yourself falling in a specific way, it pulls things in your back that aren't so fun. So I was like, oh, my lower back's going to suck tomorrow. Nope. Three days later, I can't move my right arm because my shoulder blade is so messed up right now <laughs> that I'm. And this is like the arm that I sleep on. So I sleep like this, and it's just throbbing all through the night, dude. So yeah, clean up your water spots. <laughs> I should have just ate it, and then I would own the club instead of catching myself and hurting myself. Uh, I think you would have not owned the club. I would have got workman's comp. But I don't have I don't have a salary, so I would have just got paid like under the table. Ah, uh, your bills would have been paid for. Sick. So KV says what? <laughs> this is a good one. So here's the third one. Okay, <laughs> this is an awesome one because if people have been wait, have you ever slipped at work? I was trying to go somewhere with this. You kind of just didn't. You weren't biting on it. Yes, the first night I worked at at Grand, I slipped and hit my head. <laughs> like slipped, <laughs> hit my head in fun. Of the vice president who thought I was probably drunk, which I wasn't. It was like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. But I was. Like, and if you guys haven't seen Jeff, for those who, have, <laughs> he is a very handsome, dapper Don, always dressed nice guy. So if you see, if you were to envision this gentleman and like a flopping in the air with a purple suit on, <laughs> with alligator shoes. Yeah, it was. It was not. Jeff pretty. might be the fastest walker I've ever seen, too. Especially. Oh club. yeah, I never thought about that. He does so have I'm a strut sure. to him, right? The, and like, then it's like sure his like his like uh, suit jacket like flaps in the wind. <laughs> I am. The I've fa- seen that. I am the fastest walker in the club. <laughs> there is no doubt. I cruise around the club when I walk tables in. Sometimes I. Just, I know, I lose dude. Them. You like lose them. I've seen it happen before. Yeah, I lose them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One time the Jeff and his long tailcoats okay. whiffing in the wind. So, so this one star awful Yelp review is so classic. Wait, have you have we ever had a Yelp review that was like bad news, but they gave him more than one star? I've only done one star ones. I'm about to start going two star ones because there's some people that have compassion but have some awful stories in there. Oh, okay. So okay. That's good. That's a good reviews. that's a good yeah. question that I came up with. All right. So KV I love the I love the fact that you're setting this one up. I'm very excited. So KV writes on a club, but the club is not open. It's during COVID, and he still gives a one star. He writes, "L M A O O O O O." Must have been really uh, how the broke bounces to it during COVID. Y'all need a job? I'm hiring. Humbled yet? Wow. So this dude just brings the rating down on the club with a one star for it being closed and making fun of the bouncers. Because they have no job. Because they have no job. That is unbelievable. That guy is not cool. Not cool. KV, step my office because you're fucking fired. <laughs> and that's the Yelp reviews. Well, we haven't heard that in a while. We have not heard this. This just in. Breaking news from our PNN network featuring your host, Jeff 
London, London, London. Positive News Network. Word up. So this Wait, news, I need my phone for this one. Sorry. I, I don't know if this is this is just good news. I don't know if it's positive yet. <laughs> it's I good love news. it. I love it. The back end story of it is it's great news because it was a it was part of hip hop culture and that was Yo MTV raps. Yo, Joe, Joe, Yo, Yo MTV raps. That's it. That's the theme song, by the way. So they are coming out with a new version of Yo MTV raps, the revised version, and the series will take a deep dive into the current state of hip hop. Featuring hosted segments from renowned battle rapper who's hosting it, Conceited, and I'm not too familiar with Conceited. I'm sorry. And female DJ DJ Diamond Cuts. Who? Well, I think the from what I saw, I didn't mean to cut you off. DJ Diamond Cuts, shout out. I don't know who she is either, but I love that it's a female DJ. That's that's amazing. First of all, shout out to uh, all my uh, female DJs out there working and you know doing your thing because you guys are fucking awesome. One time. And I think it's cool to have Conceited as a guest, even though I don't know who he is. Now you're explaining it to me. I think that's going to bring back a live element to hip-hop that's been missing. That Funkmaster Flex does every once in a while is he'll have the MCs come on and actually freestyle. So maybe, you know, seeing that again, like the basement, we were speaking about this in the car, the basement with uh, Tiga. Tiga. Yeah. Not confused with Tyga. Don't get those confused. No. What, and we also talked about 106 in Park. Well, they used to have Freestyle Fridays. With, uh, and the winner was, the, there, were, there were some amazing people. Blind Fury was on there. Oh, Blind Fury. I I've, I've saw him come up recently on uh, Instagram. Uh, Jin was on Jin there. Jin was the first yeah. Asian battle rapper kid. Yeah. And I wouldn't say the first, but one of the most prestigious ones. He actually got signed to Rough Riders. Yeah. Uh, how do I know this? Because me and my friend Braun actually were just talking about this last week. Yeah, Jin, dude. Yeah. Who else? Do you remember anybody else that was on there? Oh, I remember one. Oh, shit. He was, it wasn't on 106 and Park. He, M, know what? HBO for a short time had a battle rapping television show on really? HBO. Yeah. I never saw that. And this kid that my cousin Slim, shout out my cousin Slim, produced. And I can't remember his name. He's like Pat Poos. Like he was really dope. Oh, he was on a record with, uh, was it, not Cannibal. You remember Cannibal? Cannabis. Cannabis, yeah. Yeah, Cannabis has a, had a new album out. There's no of, way, really? It's a lot of controversy because Pete Rock says he does, didn't produce it, and Cannabis said he he did produce it. Oh, so Cannabis is saying that Pete Rock produced his album, and Pete Rock's like, I didn't do that shit. Yeah, he said, that shit, I ain't doing it. But no so, way. Yeah, so they're going back and forth, so we don't know the real truth of that. So. I heard an actually really dope Papoose record the other day that I was really impressed by. You think that the, these people aren't relevant, but they they still are putting out some decent music from once in a while. I mean, is, I mean, he's just lyrically just unbelievable. I just can't believe he never had anything crossover. Oh, I wanted a segue. I think this is a good segue, but finish what you were saying about the artists and stuff. So so coming up on, on the show, they already have a lineup of artists on the new series. It's Freddie Gibbs, Lotto, Saba, J.R.D., Sensesa, T. Grizzly, IDK, and Trina. Um, oh, when you asked me earlier, JID, I I mis I misunderstood. I don't know. I'm not familiar, but I yeah, ID, some of these I, uh, IDK I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I follow him. I mean, uh, he came to, to big night. He, he was at big night recently, or coming up. I think that's awesome. 
I'm excited to. It will be awesome if it's if it's done right. See, exactly. The old UMTV raps. Ed Lover, Dr. Dre added a. Oh, sorry. Was it Ed Lover and Dre? Ed Lover and Dre. Yeah. I know it was Dr. Dre. Yeah. They added the, a, a different com- Dr. Dre. Yeah. A, they, a, 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 a comedic element to the show, in a sense. There's three of them too. Remember the third guy's name? Fab Five Freddy. No, no. There was. I think Fab Five Freddy was the first one to start hosting, and then it went to Ed Lover, Dre, and another dude. Give me the third dude. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta hold on. Let me. Uh, fact I just check remember this. those two. So I think that was iconic at the time, and I just don't want it to take away from take that. Take away from the, from how good it was by it being trash. So they have a lot to live up to. But no, they. I know they do, but at the same time. Yo MTV Raps was groundbreaking television. Agreed. I actually, it actually started in London first on MTV Europe and then came to the States, and that's when it became. I actually know this because yesterday when I was fumbling around on Paramount, whatever the fuck it is. Paramount Plus. I found out that they just released the whole first season of all the Yo MTV Raps. And the first video on MTV Raps was Follow the Leader by Eric B. and Rakim. Really? And it was hosted by Run DMC. That's amazing. And it looks amazing because they didn't just take the UMTV raps. They, like, uh, what do you say? They they fix it up so it looks, like, modern. They digitized it in a way so it doesn't look old and dated. Wait, so who's the third person? Um, I, I didn't get that far yet. <laughs> Diabetic? No. <laughs> Sorry. You put me under pressure. Oh, T-Money. T-Money was the third guy. I don't remember T-Money. Yeah, he was always, like, in the background. Oh. He was, like... Was he, like, their friend? Yeah, he's, like, the guy that just hung out in the back. He didn't really do much. He was, like, you know, uh entourage guy. <laughs> just a hang around. He was there. a comedian. So, I like... I think Fat Five Freddy brought the street element to Yom TV Raps and yeah. kept it really inf- informative. And I think that when Ed Lover and Dr. Dre took over, they added a comedic aspect to it with live performances. Right, I, don't, I think live performances I don't th- have a lot to do with it. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think when Ed. I don't, excuse me. I don't believe that MTV had live performances on Yo! MTV Raps when Fab Five Freddy. I think when Fab Five Freddy was hosting it, it was all, like, in the streets. Yeah, it was. With artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember it that, being, yeah. like, uh, new, uh, not new edition, uh, leaders of the new school, they would right. always interview them, like, in the streets. It was kind of like Music Box. A video. Oh, yeah, because it was definitely inspired by the Music Box. Shout out to, uh, oh, shit. Where's Ralph. About? Ralph McDaniels, yeah. All right. Here's a question. Here's a question. We can end on this. No, because I I wanted to segue into the th- other thing in the notes. But go ahead. Let's see what you have to say. The basement. Yes. UMTV raps. Yes. One hundred six in Park. Yes. All did the freestyles. Music yeah. box. Which one? Well, the music box didn't have. F- oh, the- they included some some. No, a lot of concert. Yeah, footage, yeah, yeah, concert footage. Yeah. What was your favorite show out of those four? Uh, definitely M- Yo MTV Raps Because that was groundbreaking I didn't move to New York So I was in my 20s So I didn't have that music box element of it Right Um, I loved MTV Raps was a staple in my life I owe my career to probably Yo MTV Raps I could tell you 
what I was wearing and what I was eating sometimes when I saw a specific video. I know yeah, yeah. for a fact the first time I saw when I remember rushing home because I had to see this new artist called Notorious B.I.G. Shout out to Notorious B.I.G. It was his 50th birthday. I'm working on a dope-ass compilation with my friend Looks Legit where we're combining Grateful Dead songs with uh, Biggie lyrics. I did that before with Jay Dilla, but this one project's going to be a little bit different. I'm not using the same stuff that I used for the Jay Dilla stuff, obviously. So, But it's dope. We're going to have T-shirts and vinyl and everything. So look forward for that. We also have video out of it already. Dope. So Yo! MTV Raps was a staple because where I grew up, we didn't have an urban radio station that would play any of those records so for me to see or hear crisscross to see these kids wearing their clothes backwards the first time i would hear it or see it would have to be through mtv raps yeah i mean yeah i i, I think that was amazing i think each has a, a certain element i think the interviews on 106 and park uh, from AJ and Free, were, but uh, we, uh, I was a little bit older at that point, right, right, so yeah, I was kind of like that, over. That, and like, that was like the cam- and, and the, that was like the Cameron, yeah, yeah, kind of. Era. Oh yeah, yeah, but I would that at that time hip hop. I had an outlet to hearing it. No, no, it yeah, was yeah. established a hundred percent. I wasn't yeah. fight. I wasn't. It wasn't as groundbreaking to me because hip hop already became a little bit more accessible to me. I should say. Right, right. So that I think that element, the Freestyle Friday, was dope on there. Dope. Yeah. Um, and I think the that's ba- something that MTV Raps never had, by the right. way. And I think the bass on Ortega was 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 groundbreaking in its own with the freestyles yep. um, that he had. I, I think he was out of all of them. I think he might have been the one of the best hosts. Well, uh, the reason was because he was a straight radio guy. And he came out of radio, so that that carries a lot of that that conditions somebody to 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 be different on television. And he had interview. one one other thing on the show; he had a different DJ every time on that, which was dope. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Dre was the DJ. I think Doc. I think MTV raps with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre was really um, well. That was groundbreaking. Scripted though, too. Yeah, no. Definitely. As far as outside. The videos go like right. their interactions with artists and everything was really uh, edited down as as opposed to you know the basement was a little bit more free flowing and it had a more of a you know it it didn't have I don't know what I'm fucking trying to say well Whatever. we just touched on something that we should have touched on especially in the show and it was Biggie's which would have been his fiftieth birthday yeah and I didn't realize that he came out with the song yeah new songs called goat featuring Ty dollar sign and somebody else it's got and a it's nice a afro like beats it. afro beats yeah and it's dope so let's go back so to happy the birthday happy birthday big oh, I can't I don't even want to mess with this thing so yo MTV raps the new ones coming out they're gonna have freestyles cool bada bing bada boom here's the issue and let's segue into that other part that we were going to go into about the parody stuff. Okay. Can the reason why they need a Freddie Gibbs on there is because Freddie Gibbs can actually freestyle and the artists that they have on there are different. They're the artists that they're having so far, which is could be the exciting element of this is they're breaking artists that aren't in the mainstream. I think these are all pretty mainstream. They're though. on the, they're on that border though. I they're mean, not L- like, they're L- not like Lotto has hits. They're not like Young Thug and stuff like that, I'm saying. It's not so much trap. I don't know about some of the other artists, but I agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it the is, reason is... These are hip-hop, yeah. These are the... Yeah, I mean, they, they 
probably hopefully will have like Griselda and like all those people. Yeah, I'm sure like they that. will. Yeah. And and the you know the thing is about hip hop right now is everybody's using auto tune. So how can you freestyle and be an artist <laughs> True, without yeah, auto tune? Yeah. And that brings, you know, that's what I'm saying about, like, every hip-hop artist is using auto-tune. Like, I get it. It's cool. But look, why not be an artist and create something different? <laughs> why are we following the leader, dude? So you want to be... So, that's why the Migos were so dope, because they created that sound. Yeah, which is crazy. And uh, so you think... So speaking of that, like, the parody stuff that we talked about, the Oliver Tree... Oliver Tree, the, Eminem... But not so Eminem. Eminem had a parody song because he needed a parody song to be able to break into radio and MTV. Right. Yeah. And the rest of the album would be totally different. Right. I think more parody artists would be like an Oliver Twist. Oliver, Oliver Tree. T Oliver Tree. Uh, Mickey Avalon. Yeah. Uh, not so much Mickey Avalon because he was an artist. But like Dirt Nasty, that's a parody rapper. Yeah, Andy it was Mel comedy Marcus rap in a way. Andy and stuff like that. Or oh, what was that group called? What? It was Andy from the SNL. No, it was no Andy Milnakis. Oh, Ellen Milnakis. Oh yeah, uh, Dirt Nasty. They and sampled. We are Diplo produced a song called "We Are Farmers," and they released the album, and it got pulled because they got sued by <laughs> State Farm. It was it was Dirt Nasty. Uh, Annie Milk, Annie Milk, Milnakis. Yep, and, and one more. The uh, the, the three locos. Yes, three locos. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was it. It dude. was uh, the guy from Texas who has like crazy. Oh, uh, riffraff. Riffraff. That's yes. what it was. It yeah. was it was dirt nasty, which is Simon Rex. Shout out my guy Simon Rex. Yes. I have oh, he's one of he's one of the greatest dudes that I've yeah. ever met. So nice. He's always uh, been a friend, close friend, and uh, Andy and. Riff raff, yeah, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that would, yeah, but they so they could rhyme though, like all of them. Could yeah, rhyme. but it was like comedy rhyming. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, so like that stuff won't. Is be that out. what Oliver Tree is? Do you think he's like a comedy rapper or comedy artist, or I, do you think I he's, don't know if people take him as that? But I don't know for himself if he takes it as that or he just likes to. I'd like to know his backstory. I heard there is a backstory though. I mean, on TikTok, he's huge. His song is blowing. His songs are blowing up. He's been around for a while, but his style is the most ridiculous thing. Have you ever seen him, Curly? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's just how he's trying to make his brand. I don't know if his. I don't listen to his music much, but I don't know if his music. I've heard a couple of songs, and it's, it's not that bad. It's not, not in the least bit. But I don't know if it's like intended to be funny. His this music's not, but his character of exactly. person being, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think his character being's a troll. He's like the white version of Fifty Cent and Six Nine without the violence. He's a troll. Yeah, like he told Diplo to go fuck himself. Like, like they were supposed to fight each other, but obviously they weren't because he was at hanging out with Diplo that night. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they troll, like they troll like that. Oh, I'm excited. So the new MTV is coming out. Um, I believe. Next month, sometime. no May twenty. I think it came May? out the other day, twenty fifth oh. or something like that. that How do good. I know that? Again, I was just strolling through Paramount Plus. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, again, as always, thank you guys for listening. And you can find us on. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. Yes, on all platforms: TikTok, uh, Instagram. You can find Jason at. 
Jason Smith Music. You can find me at Jeff London underscore. Yes. And once again, thank you, Hurley. Hurley, much love. Thanks to our studio audience. Yes, thank you, studio audience. <laughs> and once again. <laughs> well, I don't know what's so funny, but. We're laughing at you. Why is everybody laughing at me? <laughs> Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Here come the pain.